Ready? So welcome back to Diaries of the Wild Ones. Once again, a huge thank you to Wild Earth Australia for supporting me in the adventurous lifestyle. If you guys need any gear for your next adventure, running, camping, climbing, hiking, you guys name it, these guys have it. So go to wildearth.com.au and put in the 10% discount code Diaries of the Wild Ones, all one word, capital letters. Also, a huge thank you to Free Brewing Co., organic preservative-free beer. You'll find them at Dan Murphy's and BWS. Big black can, silver letters that say free. Organic preservative-free beer. It's a no-brainer. Enjoy, guys. Adventure comes in all forms. It's basically just daring to be different, to do something different. And this podcast is sharing my life experiences. Now, although I have some crazy adventure tales coming up, this episode here is an adventure of a different kind. I've had some huge life lessons lately talking to Glenn Casey, who ran the brand Patagonia for Australia, and this episode talking to Ash from the organic beer company Free Brewing Co. And it's really given me this lesson that we are always going to have an impact, but lessening the impact in every way we can is so important. I really like brands like this, brands where the people behind it actually believe in something, actually dare to make a difference, people that honor their own core values, and I want to support these people. Ash from Free Brewing Co. has been supporting me and my podcast because he believes in the adventurous lifestyle. Now, I wanted to do something for him because I believe in what he's doing. So I wanted to interview him to share his story of his journey daring to make something different that has less of an impact for the planet. This guy had some big dreams. Well, this guy does have some big dreams, and they all come from the heart. He was unsure about telling me his business story as he didn't know if it suited the podcast, but I really just wanted to, and what an adventure for him taking off on his own to follow what he believed in. I really enjoyed this episode sitting down and listening to a different type of adventure and being inspired. Thanks, Ash. I learned a lot from you, mate, and I'm so stoked that there are people like you paving the way, creating business models to start a trend towards a lower impact future. It really, really makes me think as the consumer. All right, enjoy, guys. I never knew what the buzzing was until, yeah. until, until I think it was one day I got a message at the same time and I had the phone next to the recorder. And it just started buzzing. And then I like took the phone away and I brought it back to the recorder. So there's all these like start, like there's probably 20 podcasts of the start of Diaries of the Wild Ones where there's this buzzing in it. <laughs> it's the phone. Yeah. And it's the phone. I never, yeah. So now I always turn it off and put it, put it there. But, but Ash, That's Ash, are you the C, would you say you're a CEO? Like what's your position? Um, CEO, everything, the founder. You're the uh, your free brewing code. Yeah, you can call, you can come up with whatever name you like. I'm actually, I'm we're sipping on your beer right now at the Molly Mook Golf Club. City, this is probably one of the best views out of any venue in Australia. We're right on the water, and it's the most crystal clear day. And I'm actually, I was, I was just telling you, I'm devout because I've got my spear gun in the car <laughs> and not my dive gear. I don't know how I cooked that. 
that thing. But we're, we're down here and we've been brought together by your beer mm. um, and to do this podcast and the one that I did last night with Brett Bircher, which is an ambassador for you, which is the, like, it was like a local hero. And what I really like is the beer that I'm drinking right now is <laughs> Brett Bircher. Like, what yep. is the story? Like, why are you... How, why did you feel the need to put a story in a beer? Um, that's a great question. It it was sort of coming out of the... Initially came out of the, the, um, the fire season last year. And as we sort of entered COVID as well. And we just thought, wouldn't it be great to tell stories and st- share stories about places and people? And... Brett, who's our ambassador, I was sort of talking to him about the idea and it wasn't just through the can. We're thinking about video and film and, you know, social media and all sorts of things. And so, yeah, that was sort of the, that was the idea that, that was the spark. And then with Brett coming from Mollymook, it's an obvious place to, to tell the story about. And it's so beautiful as we are here looking at it. It's, it's, I mean, this is 10 out of 10. Yeah, incredible place. And Brett, he joined our team late last year, and he's just a wonderful person to to have associated with the beer company that you know we have, and also just as a person to yeah to um, you know, spark up a bit of a friendship as well. Yeah, and so yeah, we used Brett, and uh, well, I shouldn't say used Brett, but Brett Brett sort of came in on the idea, and and we. I asked Brett, what are four places around the country? Because Brett's got a great history and sort of travelling around and, and surfing around Australia and also parts of the world. And we chose four special locations. I mean, there's so many in Australia. You don't want to say they're the best. There's just thousands of great places in Australia, but we just chose four really um, special places, also a bit iconic as well. Molly being the hometown of Brett, Bells Beach down my way down in Victoria and Margaret River over in WA and, and a place I'd, I'd love to get to one day, Shipstone Bluff in Tassie, which has got some really big waves happening well, down there. It's just raw and wild. Yeah. And that's, it was funny because like I saw what you guys are doing and I like I kind of hounded you to, <laughs> to try to get involved or align myself with you guys as, as the company that you are. But what made me so interested is that everyone that you're aligned with are just every day-to-day blokes. And like you yourself as an everyday to day bloke. Mm. But what I was so interested is like what your like the morals and passions that you had behind your company. And that's that's kind of like why I said I wanted to do a podcast with you because I wanted to sit down and like try and find out like what your story was or how did you end up, you know, like daring to be so different. <laughs> that's a big question. I don't think that it's not like one one straight path for me. It just sort of it evolved, but evolved with me probably being sort of as you get older listening to yourself a bit more and also being um having your eyes wide open for opportunities and and that's just how you wake up in the morning really how you choose to sort of enter your day and and it probably i mean i'm in all, all natural and organic beer now but it really kicked off um i mean you could go back to when you're a kid to be honest when you sort of start looking at how you look at the world and for me i've always just loved being outside and yeah. being in the outdoors and had that sort of natural predisposition and that's just sort of, that's built inside you. And uh, But as I got older and through travelling and just sort of, particularly as I got out of where I grew up in Melbourne, out of the suburbs and just thought, Jesus, how good's the world out there in terms of all the adventures you can do through, you know, snowboarding or hiking and, you know, surfing or 
supping or whatever it may be. So just loved the that that side of life, and then that's just sort of, I guess who who I was. And um, but that's, that's kind of like how you find yourself. And I think how funny is it? It's like everyone that I talk to, especially through this podcast, it's like going and traveling or going and like it's it's that pilgrimage of like learning about yourself. And it's like everyone that travels, it's like that. It just it's, it's like it changes their path without knowing it. It's like you go out it's because it's it's you're opening your mind to different possibilities because you're seeing different things. And it's so, I don't know. You're a father, right? Mm. Your son that's out playing, we're kind of watching him down here <laughs> now watch- swimming. Like, how are you? Are you going to like want him to to go travel the world? Definitely. And I don't want to be preachy about it because some people it's just not what they want to do yeah early on you can be a bit preachy about it and say oh you've got to travel you haven't lived until you traveled and it's yeah. sort of not right i think it just depends on who you are and in a way but sometimes people will probably find out more about themselves if they give it a go yeah and and that was probably more me as well that once i made the jump i was like shit this this is this is great and in fact my son definitely you know take up the mountains and sort of getting skilled at doing ski lessons in the back of my mind I've got you know that's a great great thing to have yeah. under your belt yeah to, to take around amazing. the world and and it, um, my partner and my wife and I did um, seasons around around Europe and that was just the most incredible experience in terms of meeting people but just living on the mountains doing what you love every day yeah so yeah already and I didn't touch I didn't see the snow myself until I was like 21 22 where you know my children are, are getting exposed that sort of thing yeah so, and that's going to be it's going to be their decision as they get older. But just try and open up those doors yeah. to sort of walk through if they want to. Well, I think what you're doing is you're showing them that it's okay to do that. You're showing totally. them that like you're allowed to do that. It was weird because I didn't, I didn't travel when I was younger as a kid per se. As in like my family, like my my dad would come and like take me on like surf trips or whatever. But we never, as a family, never went on holidays or never travelled or anything. But what I was is always curious and I was always exploring. I'd jump on my bike and I'd just go for like, mm. you know, like I would have boundaries where like as an even young kid where, you know, I, I can ride around the street, but I'd go for miles. Like I would go for like 10 kilometers or so away from home and get lost and then try and find, and just like, I was just always so curious. I think, because I remember as you spoke that through, I, I, two things jumped out at me and I remember being up in the Mallee in Victoria, country Victoria, it's flat, dry. And I stayed with um, my brother's uh, girlfriend at the time's family, and I, and I took the bike, and I just rode and rode. And I remember it felt like actually travelling overseas because yeah. I was going, "Where am I? What's around the corner here? Yeah. This is total discovery." And I, I, that just jumped out of me when you said that. And also in my suburb, when I actually went the next suburb and the next suburb, it was like travelling. You're going yeah. around the corner, going, "Look at that street. I had this... look at that person. It's, it's wonderful." So it's, a, it's an equivalent yeah. type of expression i had that realization this morning down here at molly milk like I, I i was doing yeah some breathing on the beach and i was, I was suddenly like just realized i was like well i'm traveling right now mm. i'm in this whole different place i've never experienced the beautiful south coast and this place is absolutely i actually can't get over the beauty of the south coast mm. but yeah okay okay so so back to your story so so you started traveling and what were you did you have a career when you were younger yeah well, i Basically, yeah, joined the, uh, I don't, I could call it the corporate world, which is brilliant in terms of experience and exposure. And that, those, the jobs I had in, in that environment took me to New Zealand, 
where I met my wife, took me to you know, uh, New South Wales or Sydney, and that was a big jump for me, those two places. It was the first time I went overseas when I went to New Zealand with the company, so it was just fantastic getting those opportunities. Yeah. And I never said no to them. I remember some people in the office would be asked, oh, do you want to go do this job interstate or overseas? And they'd say no. And I'd be like, what? Yeah. Why wouldn't you want to do that? You know, they might argue about the level of money was not right, and it's like, no, 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 get, that, that, this is too good an opportunity because it's an experience. And, it, you know, for me, it just lays you a bit more. And then I had this, uh, in, I, I had, I mean, I don't want to go through my whole uh, work, work life, but with, with the companies I work for, I had some of the best jobs in the world, but they were still jobs, you know, and they had lots of pressure. And uh, one was just traveling the islands for two years in the Pacific. Um, really? Visiting all the resorts. It was just, like I, I used to say, I, I think I've got the best job in the world. But after a couple of years, I thought, you know, I need to do more. Um, and then family and I end up going over to Europe and had an incredible job. And this was all, to do, this is with uh, a, an alcohol company, a wine company. And uh, looked after the Nordics all through Scandinavia and Eastern Europe. And again, that was incredible exposure to all the different cultures and all the learnings. But that's that was sort of where it changed for me as well, because I'd been doing that for quite a while but there's this sort of uh, flame inside myself going, oh, you know wouldn't mind doing something myself um, and I just had this great cross crossroad or, or explosion I guess I'm not sure how you describe it but where there's a few moments over in uh, in Europe I went yeah now's probably the time so like it, it's it's funny you say that because like you're in the oh, I can relate so much to to a mate of mine like he's got the most brilliant job he says it's the best job like he's and he can't walk away from it but at the same time he's he has this yearning inside mm. but he's too scared to walk away from his job because it is such a good job but he wants to do something for himself it's, it's the same thing and like yeah I I, 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 i've got a i've got a theory on this yeah. um so what sounds and is a good job if, if it's really suited to you and you're super comfortable you won't make change you don't you don't make change um yeah. and so every time, if I look back over what I've done, is every time I've made a change or come up with a new idea, it's usually under a, a moment of pressure or going, I, if I don't do something here, it's not, I'm going to end up in a place that I want to be. Yeah. So even though when I had those good jobs, like I call them good jobs, but they sound idealistic jobs, there was something in me going, I've got to make a change. So with the islands, I thought, I just can't keep doing this forever because I'm not really growing and learning. It's just a great experience. Like what was the feeling... Inside, like were you just losing the passion? You just... I just I, 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 the way I look at things is I've got a period of time that I want to develop and learn, and and the islands job was wonderful, wonderful fun. But it, it's not for me. It's not always about fun. It's about actually. Yeah. I wasn't learning much, so I I was looking for the next sort of piece or, or you know, chapter of learning, and and that then yeah took us overseas to. Um, uh, to Europe, but I in Europe, my the big moment for me is I I was working in uh, in the Sweden Swedish market, and I, I just love those countries and and their philosophies and approaches to life. They, they just seem like they're at a higher level sometimes on how they approach challenges. And um, and one thing they wanted, and I learnt about at the same time, was they just loved you know organic natural beer. Oh, sorry, wine, wine because I was working in wine. So, you know, my job there was they were going, Ash, can you bring some of this stuff over from Australia? We just, it's, it's natural, it tastes great, and it doesn't knock your head around. And I was going, yeah, this feels like a bit of a no-brainer, and we try the uh, the natural wine options over in, in 
sweet and they tasted fantastic. But the big company I work for was all a bit too hard. You know, it was all the process and, and the attitude wasn't true. Yeah. It was all driven by, you know, the market opportunity, of course. You know, you've got, you got to balance it out with that in business. And, uh, and so that was, I've just found that sort of quite frustrating is that you're seeing these great opportunities that sort of felt right to me, seemed right for the consumer, seemed right for the planet in terms of what organic does. But, you know, the bigger companies weren't sort of moving quick enough. So that was my moment of going, that was a bit of frustration and, and a trigger point to say, you know, maybe... Maybe I could try something myself. So, so what did you do? Did you, like, did you question that, like, for yourself? Like, what? Yeah, I, yeah, you like, do. Did I, you I, question if you could do that? Like, you're saying, oh, maybe I'll try something. And obviously, you have because we're here. But it's like, yeah. So, the path I was presented an opportunity. Uh, so I wanted to, I wanted to go and do my own thing, and and I'd always written down, even when I was traveling, written down crazy ideas of things I wanted to do. Yeah, and they varied from. I was riding to hot chilies at one point. I wanted to open up a chili shop and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and have all the chilies and all the chili sauces in the world. And and then I discovered all the Turkish carpets. I thought I'll open up a big carpet shop in Melbourne, and everyone comes in and has green tea. You know, you that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like pretty, you know, maybe they're good ideas. I don't know, but that's yeah. sort of. I was always going, what what could I what could yeah, I do? What could I do? Like, where's my niche? Where do I find yeah. myself? Yeah, yeah kind and, of thing. And, and engaging with people and and. Um, and so I, I did have the idea around natural and organic beer because I'm probably a beer guy at heart, if I could call it, describe it that way. But then it, this is going to sound a bit interesting because I, I presented an opportunity to start up a um, just do my own thing with someone else and it wasn't the natural path. It wasn't the straight line to yeah. doing what I actually sort of I'm doing now, but it was a, it was a way out. Yeah. To start doing my own thing so I actually took it and we jumped on it and I got questioned like why this is so different to what you're doing would you do that but it was a way to sort of get to where I want to be so I don't think everything in life is a straight path I think you just need okay this I want to actually do my own thing this is a great way to do that and learn and then take the next step yeah so did you it's funny I remember um, everyone I think has like different ways to like to make the thing like manifest the things in their life and like i know i know like my my ex used to do vision boards you know what i mean and but i remember like when i when i interviewed Haydar logie um he's an icelandic surfer and he was telling me like he just sat down one day and wrote down everything that he wanted to do and then he wrote down a step-by-step plan of how he was going to get there Mm. and then he like literally just crossed off the list he like literally went through the steps. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like like Jordan Peterson says. It's like this path to success like starts with cleaning your room. Mm. You know what I mean? It's mm. like those little challenges, those little steps. It's like yeah, I wanna I wanna be an an organic free, preservative free beer mm. company. Mm. But it's like okay, how can I get there? You yeah, I mean? and it may not be just starting that straight away. It might be going. Yeah. Well, I need to I need to learn what I what I need to do to run a business. Yeah. So let's go and do that. Was it? But I had the skills around that, the industry, but sort of just went off and, and learned about running a, a business. Yeah. And then it's not fun. It's incredibly stressful, and, and that's something you learn in doing that experience. And if, if it's not for you, you sort of jump out and go back to doing what you're doing. Yeah. But, but what, what is it in you that makes you take that risk, that makes you like, 
go into it and like actually take that step because like you're you're walking away from like um mm. security you're walking away from like you know job security security for your family because that's that's the the factor there that a lot of people they they don't take that step because of that fear of like yeah i, I and it's it is definitely a fear factor in it but i think there's two fears so i've got that fear the security fear yeah definitely sits there 100% and it's there most of the time but uh, and to be honest this is a question I've never thought of it just came out now like yeah, just, yeah. just sort of jumped out I haven't really sat back and thought about this but my fear of not doing it yeah. is greater it. Yeah, yeah absolutely and that's if I didn't have that that fear higher than the security yeah. fear then you wouldn't do it but I definitely have a fear of going I've got to make this work but also I'm in something that I'm so passionate about that it's sort of it's a bit can be a little bit dangerous because yeah you know there might be signals there to say slow down or stop but i can't see them at the moment because i'm just going i want to i just want people to have or have the choice to have the most natural um and sustainable products possible and it's not for everyone but i just want that choice to be there for people who want it is that choice here in australia because it's there in europe yeah, it's, it's it's growing without doubt, and and for me, the more the better, because it helps create the awareness and the of, culture. And, yeah, and people become more accepting of it and and more exposed to it. And go, this actually tastes great, and it's better for me, and it's better for plant. So, um, it's definitely growing now more than it was, uh, you know, three or four years ago. And I, I don't see it stopping because the education and the awareness is getting higher and higher. Yeah. So, but. Yeah, time will tell um, yeah. how it all ends up, but the passion is still there, the vision's there. So, and and the fear of not um, succeeding is far outweighing the financial side. But there might be a tipping point where you're going on. I've, I can't pay the bills anymore, so I might have to revert back. But at the moment, it's been I've, I've got through it, so it's fine. Yeah, is that what's keeping you going? Is that that passion? Mm-hmm. Wait, how how do you feel now? Okay, how do you feel now as a person? When before you're okay, now you're you're kind of like running your own company, mm. in a way. Like it's like, how do you feel now that a person that's even though you're you're in the struggle, it's 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 started off, it's just it's going into new territory. Mm. You literally, it's like you are. What would you say? Like you're literally, it's groundbreaking right now, kind of thing in Australia. It's like you you dared to be different. You dared to bring out an organic, free preservative free beer. Right, okay, so that's the product, but I'm more talking about, like, with you, like, how is that, like, you daring to do that? Like, oh, what, how do I put this? Because there's such a depth here. Mm. There's such a depth. It's like, how do you feel now within yourself, even though it's the struggle because it's like you're saying the work, the stress, the trying to make it happen, the making the dream come true, pushing that awareness, everything you're doing around making, making like, this company, mm compared to like are you happy you've done it like like yeah definitely yeah yeah so um like instead of sitting back in that corporate job that you had before yeah oh, no, like I'm, that was I'm, it I'm, 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 to be honest even if um because we're talking about failure and yeah. success here because that's what it is when you're doing your own but you're running, running the line show. right now. Like you're literally running the line of yeah. like, and you're saying it before the podcast. It's like you're, you're, it's a fine line where one side's failure and one side's success. Definitely, yeah. But you're on the line. And, and you're like, on the ridge. You're on the yeah. ridge looking down at both sides. Um, but I got, I was, I was caught up with some friends the other day in town 
and and one of them it's just again you get asked those questions and make you stop and think and go what why am i doing it um but he just goes oh you know how's it all going yeah great really happy but you know he sort of said geez you you know there's a big opportunity cost to doing this because of what you reference in terms of the secure financial securities and let's call it the, the office or corporate job and he sort of goes you know is it is it you know is it, is it too big a cost if it doesn't work, are you going to just sort of sit back and go, why, why did I do that? And I, I actually, it was really well. I said, no, absolutely not. I'm, I'm, I feel a bit blessed yeah. because, you know, what I was saying before about there's not, I don't believe there's a straight path to do, end up doing what you're, maybe let's call it destined to do, but this might be part of that journey. And yeah. I'm optimistic that it'll, it'll succeed. Um, and I think it's succeeding now because we're sitting here yeah. having the product in our hand. But, it's a very difficult game. It's competitive. And if it doesn't, it's going to lead to something else anyhow because I've learned heaps. I love it. And, you know, there's another... got a lot of years ahead of me, so... Did you have to learn to believe in yourself? Yeah, definitely. And, and a lot of times you don't. Sometimes you sit back and it's all in your head. Yeah. It's in your head. You sort of sit there and you go, oh, is it, you know, is today a bad day, a good day? And it's really how you look at the day, Yeah, isn't it? Like sometimes you go, it's raining and, and misty and... You put on a coat and go, how good's this? Because oh, I'm outside, there's no people around and it's, it's, it's raining and I've got a coat on, I'm warm. And then we go back and we're fortunate enough to have an open fire and we light the fire. And then I talk to friends up in Queensland and go, oh, mate, it's a bit cold down here. I'm going, yeah, how good is it? How good's it cold? You know, it's, it's, a, it's an attitude yeah. thing. And, and, um, you know, and when it's hot, you love the heat. Um, it's just, it's, but, but if you're in a bad, bad state of mind, there's nothing worse than a hot day. Yeah. It's blue skies. If you're... And I'm not having to go at that state of mind because we've all probably been through it and you're going geez it's bloody hot again or it's too good a day again I'm yeah. not enjoying this so it's it's a lot of upstairs and your attitude yeah. to the day so yeah even with the business it's sort of some days you can go oh this is the the foe and then you go geez how, how lucky am I because <laughs> I've done this it's, it's those who dare to be different the dreamers the dreamers in the the dreamers of the day are dangerous men because those who dream at night dream in vanity, but the dreamers of the day will live out and succeed their goals. That's interesting. I think that's that's the basis of that poem that I freaking love. <laughs> it's funny. It's funny because it's like daring to be different. I remember when I, when I when I lived in Indonesia, me and my uncle over there were were thinking about like starting up. We kept bouncing business ideas. My whole life, my whole like I've always bounced around like business ideas or different things but I'm not a businessman and I don't have that that drive but it's just like it's just that sense of adventure and like doing something and I remember um I remember me and a mate we wanted to import a shaping machine to Bali this is when I was like 22 or 23 and he his dad had um an exporting company over in Indonesia we had everything planned how to get the blanks there how to get the machine and we were calling it Impala Surf we had shirts to designs we had all this stuff about you know um getting a shaping bay there and and we just we just couldn't commit we're just too scared six months later they got the first shaping machine in indonesia what was the company oh it's that big oh that like mm. s kind of but anyway they got it the next thing just boom blew up you yeah, know what i mean yeah. and now look like a majority of surfboards not majority like there's a lot of surfboards now made in indonesia mm. like all the machines go there and it was just crazy that like we had that idea, but we didn't dare. We didn't dare to do it. 
And then I, I remember we, um, my uncle and I, okay, we wanted to do uh, frozen yogurt, like health food shop. There was no healthy food mm. in, in, in Bali like, that you could go out. It was kind of like affordable, like just, you know, like you had your Nazi Champur like on the side of the road or, or stuff, but nothing like really healthy for the Westerners. Like that. And I remember like we'll bounce around ideas and then friends of mine opened up Switch um, Sandwich Shop. And, and then suddenly within a year, they had like five locations and they're just like killing it and they're just packed and we're like, whoa, because they dared to do it. Mm. They dared to be different. They didn't have any money to do it. They just made it happen. They got, um, and then like, look at, look at Chungu now. It's like, look mm. at all, like, look at all the, the health restaurants and all the, like the food and everything. And I remember like just having that idea. I had the idea. And I remember, I remember being in um, Baliana when I was living in Indonesia when I was 21 me and my uncle were looking at Balian to buy land and I remember they wanted 10-year leases and then we, we haggled them and we got down to 15-year leases. And then we're like, nah, like it just didn't seem viable. Mm. We're like, oh, we don't know. And my uncle's there going, oh, we should invest in this. Like it could be a good thing, but oh, we don't know about the lease and so we let it go. And there was nowhere to stay at Balian. This is like the west coast of, the, of Bali, like a really good surf spot. And all there was was like these two little bungalows down the bottom and then up the top, I used to stay in a family's house. Mm. And then within a year, people started buying places, boom, boom, boom. And then now you go there, the whole, like you can't, it doesn't even resemble what it used to be. There's just places everywhere and it just blew up and it would have been this amazing investment, but we didn't dare to do it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then it it was weird, like the, now when I dare to do things, it's like when I actually like, believe in myself enough to just go for it and just be like yeah it's just like now it just becomes easy it becomes so much easier but it's like things seem to work out it was like the podcast that was such a daring thing to do mm. like starting the podcast it's like wow i'm showing the world who i am yep and, definitely and then what outweighed was like my passion and my love for adventure and my love for connecting with people and like learning about people kind of outweighed that mm. it was like i grew to a point where it's like suddenly i was like willing to like believe in myself enough to just do allow me to do what I wanted to do yep. and like take that step but it's just funny every time I look at someone taking that step it's like it's this huge either learning curve for me or them like whether if they succeed or not succeed yeah and I I, I don't think that stops though so um, everyone's going to have those situations even as you get older oh, there's an opportunity I didn't jump on it, you know. Like, it just doesn't stop, particularly if you've got your eyes wide open to your juice shops and to your property. Yeah. Like, it, if, you, if you're constantly looking, there's going to be so many situations like that. And and it, your chosen one being Diaries of the Wild Ones, which is so suited to you, but that was probably... You, you weren't ready for that when you were younger and you just hit yeah. a time when you're going, right, now's, now's it's time for me to do that. And there's probably going to be something else in five or six years or ten years' time for you as well. It's just about making the right choices as well, which you don't yeah. know when you make those choices. About yeah. which, which, because you got all these opportunities, you can't go from all. You got to sort of pick one that feels right and is right. So there's no, there's no secret formula to it. I just think it's just having a go when it feels right. Do you remember? The, I think that's the issue. If you don't, if yeah. you sort of go, hang on, it's all lining up here. This is I want to do it, but if you just don't, you, 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 you've got to step over the cliff and jump into the water. And if you don't, well, then you never know, do you? Yeah. And that's when they say like you jump and you don't look back. Yeah, once you jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah you kind of go, <laughs> yeah. ah. Because even that with buying my property, like when I bought my land, it was like it's in there because I was like looking at land and then yeah. when I first did it, it was like, whoa, it was huge just to take that leap. 
And, and that it, was the best decision I ever made. Correct. And and it's not it's not just even it's as you said it's property it's buying property or it's getting a promotion or it's it's um do we go on a holiday to Bali or do we go to Thailand or you know, there's so many choices you make, and 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 some are feel harder than others and some people find all those decisions hard to make. But when you when you're making big bigger decisions in, about your finances and you and you're taking on some debt and some risk, you know, they're the, they're the big ones. Um, do you remember that pinnacle moment for you? Do you remember that exact moment? when you actually committed. Yeah, I do. And I was lucky enough to have um, someone else w- come with me on that journey who'd, who'd made the leap a bit earlier. So I thought, um, he's, a, he's a good friend. So I thought, well, this is a great opportunity to not just jump by myself, but to go with someone who's got a little bit of experience. So I made a calculated call. I don't honestly, could, I, could, I don't think I could have done it exactly by myself. I, I, I made a choice to go with someone that I, I, I mean, I ran the ship, so to speak, but yeah. I had a, a person by my side who I was learning off and I could ask questions about. I mean, to do it purely by yourself, um, 100% by yourself, is, is challenging, would be challenging. Yeah. And, but you know, not saying it can't be done, it's just got to be really equipped for it. Yeah, I've said this in a podcast before, but that, that Matthew, I listened to this Matthew McConaughey interview that was just like so, it just resonated so much and I still keep thinking about it. And when he was younger, they weren't allowed to say in their household, I can't, mm. right? And this example that he used was that he couldn't get this lawnmower going. He couldn't get the lawnmower going and he tried everything and then he walked into his dad and said, Dad, I can't get the lawnmower going. And his dad was like, you what? And he came out and had a look at it. His dad had a look at it, had a bit more patience, realized the fuel line wasn't on, put it on, and then pulled the cord, started the lawnmower, and he said, look, the sea son, it's like, it wasn't that you couldn't do it. It's that you just needed a bit of help. You needed to reach out. You needed to get guidance. So that's like you saying like, yeah, like I couldn't do it by myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like I can still do it. It's just like, that, and that's those steps. That's writing down those steps. Okay, how am I going to get there? Mm, mm. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like instead of like, it's kind of like naive in a way. It, it could be kind of a bit reckless if like you just jumped, tried to do the whole leap straight to suddenly, oh, yeah, I'm going to just have my own beer company. Mm. But it's like you need to do the steps along the way that are going to get you to that that point. Yeah, and, and but also you like in this situation, and also I think it applies to a lot of different scenarios, is that um, that particular person probably wouldn't have done business with me if I hadn't shown inquisitiveness, curiosity, interest, Willing ambition. To yeah, so if you sort of sit there in the background and go, oh, this is an opportunity, mate, do you want to do it? He's going to, you know. Well, that's well, you well, showing well, your investment. Like, when, if you're showing curiosity, you're showing that you're invested yeah, in it. Yeah, but that, and that was years of knowing, this, you know, always talking about ideas and then all of a sudden something comes up and it's not like, so, so it's sort of, it's just part of a journey that felt right at the time. It's just a, a, a clash that, that worked at that time and that was my opportunity to say yes or no. Mm. And if you say no, I knew, I, I said to my wife, if I don't, I think I'm going to have a, a midlife crisis in five to ten years. I'm pretty sure I will. So I said, I'm doing this so I avoid a midlife crisis. Well, even you saying that is like <laughs> that you're already on the way there. Yeah, I, I knew. I, I, I said, I, I, just the way I'm built, I just didn't, you know. And, and I might go back to, let's call it the office corporate environment one day and be really happy and pumped because I'm going, geez, I've just had this amazing experience that I can take to another level in, in that environment. So I'm not saying it's not 
forever. It's just that it's at that point in time, I thought if I just stay doing what I'm doing, I will have a crisis where I'll just sit there one day going, I felt a bit too controlled and a bit too, I have to do this and I have to be there at this time and every, every um, you know, Monday morning at eight o'clock, I had to be clocking on and if I was there at quarter to nine, someone would go, geez, you're a bit late. Yeah. Like that, that wasn't me. I'd, yeah. I work harder now, but I also, you know, if it's a nice morning and I'm in the, having a swim in the, in the sea, I'd, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll get back because I've got work on, but I'm not going to sit there going, oh, if I don't get back, I'm in trouble. Yeah, it's, you know? it's funny. It's like the podcast. Like, I've put so much work into it, but I don't consider it work. You no, know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I tell everyone, I'm like, oh, no, like, oh, no, I don't work. I'm on holidays. Mm. But it's funny. And then I suddenly think about it. I'm like, oh, no, I'm actually working kind of thing. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know. It's like, like, right now, this is work, I suppose. It's but I don't work. consider it work. Like, we're sitting here, like, this amazing view in Molly Milk, just having I'm learning own. about someone. The thing is, like, not even just learning about you, I'm learning for myself. Mm. But what advice then would you give to someone? Okay, like I'm always sitting around with mates having a beer mm. and like you're sitting there and you're bouncing ideas around and like mates, like and I told you about my mate's idea this morning of like what he's got, got in the pl- plan that like just kind of suits for everyone. But it's like, you know, that came from us sitting down going, oh, this would be a good idea. Oh, we should do this. Oh, you mm. should do that. You know what I mean? Oh, it'd be good to start a surf school this summer. And like teach kids surfing. I was like, what would you say to the, what advice now that you've gone through it yourself, that you've dared to take that leaf? What advice, being the, the wise elder that you are, Ash, <laughs> would you give that. to someone is that advice. is like sitting there about to take that leap that's too scared to, to jump? Oh, gosh. Uh, I'm not sure what to say there. Uh, I just, if, if, if it feels right and you've done your, your numbers and you've got some support it's the right time then I you know you have a go yeah. but it, you sort of got to look at yourself and yeah. go is it for me and as I said the risk of not doing it was greater than the security yeah. part which was present don't get me that, that security yeah. part is absolutely present all the time so it doesn't make you walk around the street skipping and doing cartwheels yeah. it hangs and, and you have days where you months where you can't, you know, that, 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 that security thing probably tips over a bit yeah. into outweighing the other side, but then you go, oh, hang on, what's the bigger picture here? So it's hard to give advice other than just to, just to follow your, your, your passion, but it's got to be, it's got to feel right. It's got to be the right time. Um, I like what you said earlier about um, also like timeline. You said something about like knowing like, it's like your time and like knowing like that you know, in five years' time, you're not going to be happy where you are. Mm. Knowing it's it's like kind of in a in a way, and it's weird. And I used to get FOMO really bad, mm. and I think I've really balanced that out, and I've got a really good balance in my life now. And I can see to make the the, the decisions that I make, I make them based on. I allow myself to to go out and do the things I want to do. I used to do it out of anxiety of like, well, I've got to like go live my life while I can Mm. now it's more like I do it out of like I say to myself like I've got one life you know what I mean like Mm. I have one life one opportunity to like live this existence now I used to have anxiety about this in a way as in like fuck I've got to go get everything done I've got to do it you know but it's like when I do that I'm not enjoying the moment and the journey because mm. it's about the journey. Mm. You know what I mean? It isn't about the end product. It's about it's like building my house right now. It's the, it's the journey. It's the journey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you right now, like this is your journey, Ash. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you've, your company is like growing, but it's like you're meeting these cool people. You're getting to travel. Like, you know what I mean? It's Absolutely. 
But I, I mean, I, I'm not here to analyse your situation, but you, I, I, I was just drawing on your comments around, I had this opportunity, I didn't do it, I had this opportunity, didn't do it, but now you're doing something that you actually yeah. love. So if you go back to saying, what advice would you have? It's sort of like you've acted on it in yeah. terms of going, well, this feels right now. Yeah. This is right for me. And you're probably battling some of those security challenges as well, no doubt. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, but, well, it's your, hard your, but your fear, yourself, your fear yeah. of not this thing not working is greater than that, yeah. that security piece. So that's keeping you going and um but where you know uh, others it doesn't feel as right they'd probably stop and go no i need to um go back but then then you've got other stages of your life of course that have financial needs so if you have kids or whatever it may be you know then you've got to make decisions around that but well, that's i like think healthy. i think I th- what what really 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 helps and you you know diary of the wild ones I've, I've listened to your podcast they're just so fascinating they're interesting you're an, you're interested and you're great at articulating and holding that conversation to sort of draw things out of people. That's your passion, and you love it. And for me, I I do love natural beverages, and and I'm I'm a social beast as well. So I love the combination of being around people, socialising, having fun, celebrating a moment, and um, I look at my product that I have as being a complement to that. Yeah. But an authentic, natural one. To me, that's the ultimate. Yeah, because it's a ceremony. Like us sitting here having a beer right now, yeah. it's, a it's a ceremony. It's a way you, you connect with someone. Mm. And, and you know, it might be alcohol or not. Um, some people choose non-alcohol, which is absolutely, you know, fine and and at times smart, depending on your situation. Yeah. Um, and even that I work, I work in beer and alcohol. I'm very conscious of the pros and cons of the industry, without doubt. And, and there's a lot of responsibility that goes with that. Yeah. Um, but for me, I'm, I'm fortunate enough that I can, I can manage and balance that. And yeah. that hasn't been without some learnings on the way, without doubt, being younger and yeah. not thinking a lot about sort of what you do and some decisions you make. And the repercussions. And the yeah. repercussions, yeah. So I've been fortunate enough to sort of look back on that. But so I, I just see this is for someone who wants a, an alcoholic adult beverage um, to to round off a day, to celebrate a hike, you know, with a friend, putting your pack down, you know, there's no for me there's no better moment. But that could be yeah. having a um, an iced tea, or it could be whatever it is. Depends on your on, on what you like. But for an for someone who wants an adult beverage, for me, I, I just I love what I, I'm presenting as an option. Yeah, I just I just kind of like beer bleats the hell out of me, but yeah. I love it. I grew up in like a big beer drinking fam- family. And it's something that I had to like, because I thought when I was younger, to be a man, I like had to have a beer every day, you know, I had to do this, because when I was younger, I, I, my dad, my stepdad was a mechanic, and I got to hold his beer on the way home, mm. you know, and every day I got to hold his beer, and, and then I um, I realized like when I was traveling, I was just drinking beer every day, and just bloating the crap out of myself, yeah. and I had to cut it, cut it back, and then now, now it's like, now it's the way that I cheers amazing moments. Mm. You know and what I mean? It's your choice of cheese. yeah. Instead of like just having a beer, beer all the time or whatever, mm. like which is like kind of the culture that I grew up in. Mm. Now it's like, man, if I surf all day with my mates, it's just like you're coming off and you're buzzing and you want to sit there and you're on the beach and you're still looking at the waves and it's like, oh, it's beer time and that is my favorite thing to do. It's like after surfing all day, then you, yeah. it's like that's the ceremony. It's how like you cheers that day. Mm. You know, it's like mm. how you like kind of like um, wind down with like the high octane. Um, day you've just had before yep. and then what when I had that first conversation with you 
it was like we all want to do that because that's our culture and that's our ceremony that's mm-hmm. like as the human ritual. beings being, it's our ritual mm. and then it's like but we all believe in this like healthy lifestyle but oh. yet we do like this ritual so it's like how can we do that most healthy sustainable way because we love that ritual yeah and I think what what I um, what I really uh, am pleased and impressed about with dare I say the young like the emerging generations and and the changing times is that I grew up in that environment as well where it was sort of beer or or nothing in a way in terms of how you celebrated where now we've got choices um, of alcohol and non-alcohol and and people are much more accepting of that as part of that ritual so I think that's an that's a wonderful change and you know, for me, it might be alcohol this day and el- not alcohol the next day. It might be a yeah. Um, I've been getting a sparkling water. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so, so, so I think that's. I think we've, you know, not without some of the challenges that are still on the table. I think we've really progressed into a good place where people are just more accepting and understanding of of who, what choices you make at those ritual times. I've got a, a good family friends where we grew up who've launched a you know non-alcoholic sparkling beverage. They use you know, natural ingredients and local botanics, and and we have that in our fridge. And you know, after swims, you know, in the afternoon, sometimes I choose to have that on ice, and it's just as good as having you know one of my beers. It just depends on on the moment. So as I said, I, I'm just driven by uh, you know beers, my choice, or, or this category, and and having the most what I like to think natural and and sustainable at the same time type yeah. of product for that occasion. Okay, well, how is it natural and sustainable? Like it's like the, I'm looking at this beer, and like we're fully plugging your beer right now. But, <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's like it's it's kind of amazing. It's just kind of amazing, but it's just like it's just sort of it's, just, it's the it's the whole story about just how you got to to be. Yeah, but what yeah. is free organic? Yeah, well, like, what, like, I think the, we're very used to the seeing the word organic, you know, in the shopping malls and yeah. in the in the strips and cafes and what have you, which is great. But in in beer world and and possibly in other other beverages as well. But in beer world, it's it's quite simple, hard to explain. The best way to explain it is it's all natural ingredients. But if you break it down another layer, there's two parts to to you know brewing or making beer. And one's the farm, and the other part is the the brewing. You know the the, the tanks or the brewery. So if you look at the farm side of things, you know exactly the same ingredients: hops, barley just don't use the harsh chemicals and the sprays in the brewery so you bring those natural ingredients to the brewery and you don't use preservatives and additives and it's certified organic so it's audited you get checked you can't just go and throw a few things thinking oh yeah she'll be right it's actually no you if you if you get caught out doing the wrong thing you lose your accreditation is it expensive to have the accreditation it is yeah it it, it comes at a cost um like would you say that's something you'd like to see in australia change it being harder like make it easier to to get all the one the one thing we want changed um i I don't think that should change i think that's a good thing because it's it's a reply there's a rigor um and there's a cost to auditing as well so you're paying for that and you're paying uh the certification body to to promote the industry as well so there is a cost to that and that's that's okay um the one thing that needs changing in this country is the and like they do in the u.s is the use of the word organic so there's no real rules around using the word organic you can call most things organic where overseas you're not allowed to it needs to be certified to use that word yeah. so in australia the government for whatever reason i don't think it's that intelligent the decision 
personally because I think it's confusing to the consumer. Oh, I only realized the other day that Just Organic brand. Mm-hmm. I was like buying some stuff that was Just Organic and then I was reading the ingredients. It's not, like, organic. it's not organic. No, I know. I was like, you assholes. So, you, so, so, <laughs> you, so, so what's important is you need to look out for that certification. That's the stamp of trust if you're going to go, is this product natural or organic, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, I think organic is just another, another name for the most natural. Um, and so the sustainability side, you know, there's many aspects that we, we want to improve um, as we grow and as you get bigger and you've got more choices around how you, how you can you know, better um, explore and innovate in packaging and what have you. Um, fr- from the farm side, though, those not using the harsh sprays and pesticides on the farm is it's something I think people in the cities don't see the damage that it's doing to to the environment. Do you know that that Coffs Harbour has the highest birth defect rates in Australia because of what they spray on the bananas? Well, you know but, what I mean. When you actually like go around like high farming where there is like pesticides and herbicide, you actually look at yeah. people that live around those areas and like the the disease and cancer rates and stuff like that. And a lot of that actually gets hidden. But it's like something I'm in the permaculture world, so it's something that's like, oh, I just saw a dolphins is jumping. Oh, oh my yeah, god! Look at that! Wow! Wow! There's heaps of them. <laughs> that is. Like, it's yeah, stunning, isn't it? Being in the permaculture world, we're always like, you know, getting this information fed to us. And it's like just kind of ridiculous how bad, like, those pesticides and herbicides, yeah. and all that stuff actually can be for us. And it's unfortunately, it's like mainstream agriculture. It's like we kind of, I wouldn't say we need, but it's like right now, that's the best system we have to feed the masses. And like, yeah. you know, it's, it's putting, um, it's putting science into changing that. Mm. But it's like, for me, it's like, I'm thinking of myself with what I'm putting into my, into my body. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's just like where I can limit that stuff. It's like, cause, oh man, I nearly bought land in Coffs Harbour. I love it. It's a beautiful. Yeah. And then I was talking to this, um, permaculture, this, uh, permaculture teacher one, one, one day and she goes, Oh, just before you buy there, just um, and she gave me a paper on on disease in the area, and it's weird. I've tried to Google it since, mm. and it's weird. I like you. Can, you can, it's really hard to find that information, but every so often you find, and you go, oh, "Holy shit!" It's just like where people like live around industrial areas with like the the part, particulars in the air, mm. and the amount of disease that happens from the particulars in the air. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's like 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 I. It's it's funny. Like even being on the Gold Coast, which I was in the last month, and mm. that's like quite, it's, it is pretty built up, but it's like you, you consider it quite like a nice place and natural and everything. But going to my property in Crescent Head where I'm in the middle of the bush, just the freshness of the air and just the feeling, like it's yeah, just it's like, beautiful. yeah. And Australia's got so much of that available as well. Yeah. You know, you, and you've made some, going back to choices, mm. do I, don't I, you've made a, a pretty bold choice to go and live where you live, which is off the grid. Mm. You know, I've gone through that moment of going, do I do that at one point? You know, yeah, in my late 20s. And I said, nah, it's a bit scary for me at that time yeah. to make that jump. You know, you made a bold jump that probably a lot of people well, want, want to do. I made a jump that aligned with my morals, and that, which is the exact reason why I'm doing this podcast here with you. Mm. It's not just learning about like, you daring to do something different. It's also because I believe in your product because it aligns with mine. That's like I wanted to, why I wanted to work with you because it's like, mm. you know, it's it's that's my, my and that's only because like for me being in nature is my playground and I love it. 
and it's like I, I've told this story. I told this story. Um, there's a couple of pinnacle moments for me, and one was when I was in Indonesia. Like I lived in West Sumbawa, and there's a secret a secret wave. Um, it's like a, an amazing right hand barrel. And I thought, oh, before I come back to Australia, I'm going to go bless myself and, and go surf this wave. And I went and it's a huge paddle out into this bay to get to it. And I paddled out and I couldn't surf it because there was a pile of garbage mm. floating around that it actually, it was like getting a, a wheelie bin filled with garbage and just filling it up with water. Mm. Like I thought I was going to drown out there. There was that much garbage. And you know what I mean? I'm going like out into nature. It's like, look at how beautiful this is right here. And pristine it's pristine yeah and it's like and so all it is is like the little cha- for me for me what i think is just the little changes i make yeah. and they might only be slight but it's like it's like lessening my impact well that's 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 actually um a, an approach we're taking to our with our product and our our business is to know that myself yourself 99.9 percent of the population can't do everything right at all, all times um, and you've just got so many other pressures around food convenience and cost um, accessibility um, flavour whatever it may be but it, the more products that are out there that help people make easier choices around being 1% better or yeah. 2% better will make massive difference oh. and that's and that's that's our that's our approach as well so we um, we've actually written that down is that we're, we, we're just not there to help people make some better choices at a time when you know yeah making it available making it available yeah it's so funny like i because i you know i recently i said to you like it kind of killed my soul i I went back and did a couple of construction jobs and was working on this power station i always like i i've got to keep my opinion pretty pretty Mm. to myself because the general thing is like if you say you know like anything pro environment it's like it's like this charge within people that you're like you're taking their jobs or that or that like that you're saying you're better than them maybe but mm. so i just don't because the, the general thing is like oh but you drive a car you know what i mean and i always think about that it's like the life that we've set up like how society is created right now just everything we have everything i remember in, in permaculture we got told that everything is a pro <laughs> and yeah. everything has a con everything we've invented is pro everything could be used in for for a pro way it's like trucks like they can be used to transport goods. Mm. They can be used like, yeah, it's going to have an impact, but they can be used to take like organics to the people mm. to feed mm. them for them to be help- healthy. Mm. Mm. But it's like that is a system. And it's like slowly like changing that system to make it better and better. But it's like right now, yeah, I, dri- I drive a troop carrier, man. I drive a big diesel eating yeah. machine, right? But it's like, okay, I-, I choose to drive that. And that's like, say so for me, I'm like, all right, where, okay, I'm driving that and I love a coffee. So... I'd normally have my keep cup. Mm. You know what I mean? That's mm. one thing I, I, I can lessen. It's like, all right, when I'm, when I'm living out of my car or when I'm, I'm, I'm like, all right, this, this beer can here, I'm like, I'm going to put it in the recycling bin mm. in, instead. Or it's like, I'm going to not throw my garbage out the window. I, there was a guy that I used to work with and he used to just throw his garbage all the time out the window and I'd always blow up at him and sometimes make him stop and he would, he'd always go, oh, what's the problem? Like, And I'd say to him, like, what are you doing, man? Like, don't throw your garbage out the window. Like, I'd get, man, I'd get so angry. I would hate to even know what I'd do now. I've never I'd met get so angry I always see the him. rubbish going, who's doing that? So yeah, you I'd know, get so you know angry. someone. It was a guy because we were carpooling. It was a guy I worked with. Yeah. And he used to say to me, oh, mate, you drive a car. Like, you know, like, you can't be a greenie. 
pro, yeah, yeah. pro environment yeah. because yeah. like you drive a car because yeah. like, you do this. I'm like, fuck you, yeah, but I'm not going to throw my garbage out the window. There's just simple things that we can do in our everyday day life. Yeah, just the one. Just percent. to like, and like, think, I often think about like, imagine if everyone in the world like just like didn't drive for a day, or imagine mm. if everyone in the world is like, you know. One day a week, I'm going to ride my bike for a bit of fitness to mm, work instead. Mm. I often think like the impact mm. that that would have. Definitely. You know what I mean? Yep. Well, or like in, instead of drink, like what am I going to do to my body instead of it, just your beer? Okay, your beer's right here. So use it as an example. It's like mm. the difference in my body if I drink this beer on a Friday afternoon compared to say another one that has preservatives and stuff like that. It's just like it's going to be different on my body. It's like mm. a small change I can make mm. that's going to be a healthier yeah, you know what I mean? Better, it's still going to have an impact. I wouldn't call it healthy is probably not the right word, but a better. Yeah, it was a not better healthy, equivalent. It's, it's a better not equivalent. as bad. Yeah, you correct, know what I mean? Because yeah. preservative. Oh yeah. man, a friend of mine, Hannah, she loves to drink. She loves to drink wine, but she gets she's allergic to the preservatives. Mm. So we either have to buy those drops to to put in, and like often like she can't enjoy that ceremony with us because there isn't that option. The preservatives, yeah, because of the preservatives, and she finds herself just going, ah, fuck it. I'll just drink anyway. And then like an hour later, she's got the sniffles. She goes red and she like swells up a little bit yeah. and she gets the sniffles. And the next day she's always sick and like blowing her nose and like, it's just like, it's, it's allergic reaction because mm, mm. she doesn't have those options. Yeah. You know, but, and, and I think just looking at the wine category, it's ahead of beer in terms of what's coming on the market with um, natural preservative free organic wines. And it's taken quite a while. As I said, a long time ago, I was having those conversations with um, you know bigger multinational brands that were sort of going, ah, oh, it's not not now, but now they're actually releasing products that have pres- no preservatives and that are organic. So wine is really really coming on because of your friend Sarah, Hannah, it? Hannah, sorry Hannah, um, and and beer is coming as well. It's, yeah. There's more and more beers in, entering the market now that are preservative free, additive free, certified organic. So again, it's just having those choices, and I, I the best way I describe and. Um, you know the the product that I do is that it's not all me. It's a good part of me. It's also a lot of what I want to be, because we all none of us are perfect. We do drive our cars. We do all those things to to get by and live. But I'm what I'm trying to do is create something that I want to be, and is in part me. Yeah. Um, and hopefully over time it becomes more me in yeah. terms of how I live. But you know, I, I'm, as I said, I'm a realist. It's yeah. you know. Um, yes, driving a car with diesel or petrol, but just don't throw your rubbish out the window. That makes a bit of a difference. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, little, little things like, like that. And, and I go down to the beach every morning and I'm picking up rubbish. You know, that's it's a bit of exercise, bending yeah. down, but makes a bit of a difference. Yeah. Um, you know, just, everyone just makes a little bit of a difference. And, and again, that's that's the option you have with uh, free organic lager. Yeah. Well, thank you, man. Thank you. I, I'm just stoked. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just stoked with some of the people I have in my life and the... You know, because it helps me. When I align with people like that, it helps me. It reaffirms who I am as a person and it allows me to to also, like, follow my morals. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just good. All right. Well, let's, um, it's such a nice day. Let's, yeah. um, let's have a beer and sit down. <laughs> <laughs> might go for a swim out there. It's too good, isn't it? It's unbelievable. But thanks, thanks dude, yeah. for giving us an option and bringing out uh, a beer that, um, yeah, that believes in the adventurous lifestyle. Yeah, and, and thanks to the Mollymore Golf Club here too. We've got um, the beer on here and they've allowed us to have this podcast here. Yeah, and we Probably. came here last night for dinner and the boys were with <laughs> us and Brett, Brett was with us and we had a few beers. and Yeah, we're plugging everyone today. Oh, I know, it. I know. Pl- it's your show. I don't know how much you want to plug, but it's, it is such a special place and if you've got a chance to, 
to come no. through Mollymook, you'd, you'd want to pop here and have lunch with you. I think it's funny. It's like there's, it's you know, like when you travel somewhere and you have the iconic places to yeah. go. Yep. It's like down here. It's like okay, this is an iconic place to come as like the Mollymook Golf Club with this view. This is where you come to have a beer. And then there's that Hayden Pie Shop. Yeah. And in in Ulladulla, I went there. God, that was good. Is it good? Is that it? That is a bit. I'm going back there today. I'm taking the boys. Oh, it is they the best pie. pies I've ever had. But everyone told me, like, you got to go there Great. for a pie. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah you got to come here for a beer. And then there's the other place, Milton. There's a pub there. It's like, like a microbrewery. And that was another place I got told. So I was mm. like, me as a traveler, it's like these, like coming down to Ulladulla, Mollymook region. Yeah. Milton. I was, like, oh, this, I was like, I got told, all right, come here, go there, go there. It's what, I, I mean, Again, I know we're running over time here, Aaron, but just I love, and I, I don't want to be overly nationalist about it, but the, the little pockets of this country when you when you sort of travel through it. And we've driven up from um, down Victoria, and you know every every sort of hundred k's it changes a bit. Yeah, and the South Coast is special as it is down the the corner as you come around into um, Malacuta, Victoria, as you do the bend and yeah. you're hitting that sort of Wilson's Prom stretch it's just wild that's southern it's ocean raw. hitting it's raw. it's raw then you get north of sydney and you've got those amazing you know the northern rivers where yeah. you know where you're from and it just I, mean, I don't think it ends around the country every every sort of 100 200 k's you just sort of enter a new zone of yeah. just discovery and 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 the pacific coast here with the white sand look at the, the blue water and the dolphins jumping out i mean it, we're, we're blessed yeah. really blessed I, got, I just went to the daintree and back and that's the oldest rainforest in the world and that was something that really just the you know how like here has this raw wild energy yeah up there it has like this spiritual yeah, like yeah, wild yeah. And, and i don't know what it is but it's like seeing and that and having that awareness and like being out in nature and that's that's the half thing about like this podcast and some of the podcasts i've done it's like literally just that awareness it's like getting people to go out and go on hikes into nature it's like getting people to do that is like showing the beauty of it and mm. that makes people want to protect it yeah oh, totally and and that's something that we want to promote as we go forward with what i do is yeah let's let's celebrate the the coast let's celebrate the inland because it's so great and let's you know we want to use it we want to you know hike it and swim it and surf it and all sorts of things and rock climb it but <laughs> at the it. same time we, we love it so yeah touch it whatever even just sitting there even just sitting there and having a salad roll you know after yeah. a 10 minute walk from the car park is actually really enjoying it but it's a case of going we love it so much we just got to really protect it it's just so good yeah that we got to protect it so we can keep using it more yeah use it more and have fun so it's not just about saying don't touch it it's about let's use it but yeah. let's look after it yeah that's I, me being a um, being a guy that lives in my car half the time a lot of the places I go I go to so many magical places and, and sleep and like actually like last night I went to a sick like dirt car park down here on the water <laughs> sick place to camp Brett recommended that yeah Brett told us to go god it was good actually but I got up and there was some garbage there you know some other banners and stuff but people left some garbage and I just put it in the bin this morning but I just look. I always, it always like hurts me. I go somewhere like it's like it hurts my heart. Like you go somewhere so beautiful, and then you see some garbage. I know. And you're like, oh, you oh. know, that would have been so easy for the person just to yeah. take with them. Please don't do that, people. I know. Please take yours. <laughs> if I can and, get and, one. And if anyone's listening, who drives up the the road to Mount Borbor down in Victoria, where 
is you can do some skiing. It's a bit of a small resort. There's always rubbish on the side of the road. You're just driving up through pristine mountain ash, you know, beautiful trees, and then you're just seeing Maccas. Yeah, you just yeah. can't just stop. Well, the it. thing is, I, I know my listeners don't do that because they're all no, they wouldn't. Like they wouldn't. <laughs> no, they're all they're all uh, special people. But it's just they? like, okay, the audience. If you know people that do that, tell them don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man, let's get out of here. Yeah, let's go. Let's, let's go. Let's hit the beach. Yeah, thanks, dude. All right, see ya. I hope you guys like this episode. Now, remember, I've got prizes to give away for whoever shares it for me. Go on Apple Podcasts, leave a rating, leave a review, subscribe, put it on your social media story, tell your mum. Send me a message, send me a screenshot, or I'm just going to see it on Apple Podcasts anyway, or I'm going to see it on social media, and every week I'm going to pick someone and I'm going to send them an O-Penal Knife or a Diaries of the Wild Ones t-shirt. Enjoy, guys, and thanks for listening. I do it like a double.